What is that? Fellow humans and mutants alike. My name is Kyle. I am once again with Danny, one of the better flat scans of this world. How are you doing, Danny? I'm working on it, man. I'm trying to like will myself into being a, a member of the X family, a la Franklin Richards. If I mm -hmm. believe it hard enough, maybe it'll happen. Maybe well, I could just earn it. <laughs> as you said, you know, according to the trans community, if you believe it, it should matter, right? If not, Dan Slot's gonna apologize. <laughs> Dan Slot's, you got another write another apology again, man. You better get your typewriter out. Get on that shit. But we are going back into X of Swords this week, doing parts nine and ten. That is Excalibur issue thirteen and X Men issue thirteen. You know our opinions of Excalibur at this point. Do we have to say it again, folks? But we'll 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 give you the best we can without uh I guess uh going on to too many tangents of hate this time. I mean I'll caveat our opinions of Excalibur have progressively gotten worse. Yes. That's about the only thing that changes with Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> Is that usually I double down afterwards and I'm like, no, this is not ever going to improve. It's only going to do the opposite. And at this point, it's gone so far down, even if it did improve a little bit, it's too late. It's buried in muck and mire. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse, I believe. But hey, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about these two siblings and their weird relationship with this fucking amulet and this fucking sword before we dive in what do you think of this cover art um which is not a uh a silver piece it is a um what is it masad uh mahmoud asrar and matthew wilson again they done a couple oh, Excalibur. Okay. They done a couple Excalibur covers too, and uh, RB Silva is doing the artwork for this, which is fucking spectacular. Like yeah, that's one that thing; it is it's awesome. But unfortunately, it's it's hidden behind uh, a plot full of Betsyisms. It's commonplace for Excalibur. The art will be good from time to time, but the story stays the same. Right? Mm -hmm. And indeed, it is not. Um, I'm trying to make the best of this, and I, I'm just—I feel like I'm wasting your time, the audience's time, trying to do so. So let's just. No, do you're it. wasting my time. <laughs> yeah, I mean your time too, but you know what you signed up for. <laughs> I know, I know, but when I read it, the whole time I was like, "You son of a bitch." Uh, uh, but I mean, the, still, the artwork's there. The cover's good. I mean, yeah. the obvious overuse of titles again affects it, but. Um, is this like the first non-Chadwick Boseman memoriam issue? Yes. Yep. First one. Uh, yep. So. Yet, yet the cover still feels too busy. <laughs> yet the cover still feels. That Excalibur is off center a little. I'm, I don't. I'm not sure why the Excalibur is off center. Um, and, and it still harkens back. I've said this before about some of them, where it's like the old Fox Kids like yes. fonting and like design, where it's like bad 3D that sticks out so painful mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's bold it's it's now it's new it's popping it's pizzazz it's what the it kids love the artwork behind it it looks it so does. good the artwork is great it's great Excalibur just shitted on dude. 
It is a solid artwork, unfortunate. But yeah, we get these logos. Again, the Exa Swords logo could be far smaller. But yeah. got a brand. Got a brand. Let's do this. Let's do this. Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, has been chosen, but has not yet found her sword. Not that Saturnine, the Omniversal Magistrix and Master of the Tournament, wants her to. Dreaming of the day that Betsy fails and her brother Brian reclaims the mantle of Captain Britain. That was a struggle for me to say. It, it was a bit alliterative in just the fact that they're like Captain Britain, Captain Britain, Captain Britain. Captain Britain, <laughs> Captain Britain, Captain Britain. They put Captain Britain there so many times you, you're going through and you're like, wait, where am I? And you get lost because you jump back to the last Captain yes. Britain. That's two sentences back. Uh, oh, these don't these don't really get you hyped. They don't. They don't. Um, but again, the artwork's stunning. And you know, I talk to a lot of people online, and that's enough for them. That is enough for them. So I get why these still do very well because people are willing to buy them for the artwork, not for the. Story. I've seen a lot of that. There's a lot of people who even just collect comic books based off of artwork. They'll buy covers off of that particular cover and not so much the story inside of it oh yeah i, I mean, mean that's the big yeah. that was a big thing in the 90s like sell those variants right the covers mm-hmm. yeah um, that's kind of dropped off pretty heavily i mean we talked about i think last time we recorded about mm-hmm. how like the variants are really limiting even the alex ross run was mm-hmm. kind of sparse whereas if you go back even like 15 years Whew. if they would have done that they would have stocked it to the brim and that stuff would have still sold out yeah yeah, those were the days until the crash in the 90s. Um, yeah, so let's get into this. Um, we start off in Avalon, in the Citadel, the Starlight Citadel, and we get Brian, Jamie, and Betsy all... I guess Betsy's already there, and they're all kind of coming in to the uh, Citadel, and... This they're game, riding griffins. They're riding griffins. <laughs> ah, it's pretty badass. Just like coming in, uh, riding griffins. Uh, good old family. Uh, a Braddock get together. A Braddock. Uh, a Braddock bumpkin, if you will. Um, now is that the first time they've shown Jamie in this design? This new design with his crown and his crazy armor and sinister esque. <laughs> Cape it's no, 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 not sinister s cape, sinister's cape. Remember? No, but I mean, he's, he's that. that <laughs> but that's his thing. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't leave it. He's now sinister. No, that is that is his. Yeah, that is his look now. He stole that identity. Um, con- because I saw when he got the cape, but I didn't see him get this new armor design. Right. I've never nice. seen his yeah. shoulders or any of that. This is the yeah, first we see it, and we're he gonna threw it together to go for it. Maybe just for this, maybe. And we'll see it uh, more in the uh, throughout the tournament as well. So yeah, Nikon, the new design, or as Rob from Comics Explained says, the Burger King look. The BK oh, King. Oh, I see it now. Oh, I can't unsee it. <laughs> you can't unsee it. Oh, what have you done to me? <laughs> it looks like, doesn't you look like the Burger King? <laughs> you monster. Oh yeah! I take it back. This issue just got a lot better. <laughs> uh, 
So the be- the Burger King King rides in on a griffin and is greeted by Betsy Braddock. <laughs> yeah, greeted by Betsy Braddock being her own Betsy li- self because he's like, come in, bring it in. Brian's just like, bring it in. He's, she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What you got on that hip? What you got on my hip? She's like, nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's like, fuck you. You got that sword. Stop sneaking around with that fucking sword. I saw you outside the lighthouse. Stop that shit. It's not cool. And it's she- such a weird like fight where he's not even You like brought that sword here? A front to me? You yeah. think I want that sword? I don't want that sword. It's your sword. You keep yeah. I got my own sword. And that literally becomes the crux of their argument for yep. the entire issue. Just um, like fighting back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and and just- almost unorganically, because you, last time they interacted with each other, they seemed to have come to terms. So this is already kind of off a little bit. You're like, wait. Like they're really aggressive towards each other. Like almost like they're like ready to throw down and they actually kind of do. <laughs> they kind of do a little bit later. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, it's uh it's frustrating. You've seen this throughout the issue. Uh I do not like how this Betsy's written and she um she just uh owns this like even uh, we're going to see it later in the issue like uh, Brian's just like you're not even from britain why do you want this yeah that was a funny part when he, when he was kind of like i want to be captain britain again and she's like well it's mine now deal with it and he's like but you don't even like live there you're on krakoa like how can you be on krakoa and then be captain britain and she doesn't really have a good counter except like deal with it yeah that's her <laughs> thing like, she's going completely just jerk mode the whole time like almost aggressively to the point where you're like this is out of place and there's a little more behind this and that they reveal at the end of the issue but even then it doesn't justify this it just makes it dumber yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's Saturn shows it's, up and is like really you're gonna be a dick to my like guess these are these are my esteemed foreign diplomats interdimensional foreign diplomats yeah go get them some tea <laughs> get us some tea make them make them comfortable um yeah and uh, as as they kind of walk away uh but we learn a little bit about that sword of might uh what do we what do we learn anything new we know that it was uh, well i mean it's like it's, everything it's every other yeah. sword it's unidentified fucking alloy i mean if they're gonna put material in there right the same problem i had where they redact too much stuff yeah. where it's like what was the point it's like if you're gonna even put a paint a plane in there for, to write material next to, and you're gonna constantly just unidentified alloy, oh mysterious, that wears out its welcome really fast. Yes, <laughs> just like it feels like you wrote yourself into a corner that you're not intelligent enough to write yourself out of. Um, Fuck yeah. it, what do we do? Sort of might uh, identify it. Unidentified <laughs> ferrous alloy, whatever. Um, but yeah, so one thing to note, again, like we said when Exosword started, a good compendium, compendium? Companion, let me just say companion. A good companion to this is Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers, in that we saw the fall of the Britain Corps by the hands of the what were those people called again the uh fucking the 
and Secret You're Wars. talking about the Accursion people that were yeah, the Yeah, Beyonders, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Beyonders. But so they died by... The adult Beyonders. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they died by the hands of the uh, Beyonders, and we are left with no Captain Britain Corps, and uh, essentially Saturnine kind of just taking over control of things in the Citadel. Well, yeah, she stepped happening. up because well, Merlin and and uh, Roma are, and Roma are just like are kind of strenuously pulled in a different focus. So it's kind of fallen on Saturnine to step up, and now that she doesn't have to fight constantly against Morgan Le Fay, it really fits to her character to be a part of this. But with what they try to do to remedy the whole lack of Britain core and like fill that back in in this issue, it just does not work as mm-hmm. well. I feel mm-hmm. as if they could have. Would just maybe be a little more attuned to what Hickman was starting to build there, because it felt like he had like an alternative that he was going to put forth, and it never really went anywhere because of how messy everything got after Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. And here was like an opportunity to kind of fix some of that. I feel like they dropped the ball. Yeah, but they do fix one thing, and that's when they murder a certain member of that fake Captain Britain Corps, the worst member. Yeah, shatter yeah. her shitty fucking glasses. Uh... <laughs> I love it's that panel. Stupid. Yeah, uh, it made me it put a smile on my face for sure. Oh uh, my like, good! I don't look at her ugly fucking design anymore. <laughs> uh, but enough to, about talking about the former Captain Brenton Core. Cut to a monument to the death of the former Captain Brenton Core. <laughs> <laughs> graveyard essentially yeah. remember them all it's a um, memorial yeah and they're just hanging she's out she's so gaudy about it like, oh yeah is like this no. is my like fucking like the, memoriam to the dead that i put together of my greatest this, through the years and this is not at all creepy and like you know gaudy <laughs> she comes here to masturbate every night no, I without a doubt without a doubt Probably holds meetings in there. Like anytime she needs to talk to everyone as a group, just yeah. brings them in <laughs> as like a pedestal in front of that huge ass fucking statue behind her. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, as that's happening, we kind of uh, go back to. I think there's like a little like kerfuffle about like one day we will have the Britain Corps again. I think she even comments yeah. like there is the Britain Corps now, which is referring to that fuck team. The one called- fake one that uh, Jamie pulled together, like yeah. Jamie crafted his own, and she calls that as a false one. It's yeah. like a false messiah kind of scenario. Exactly. And she's also lamenting over the fact that um, Betsy still wants to cling on to being Captain Britain. Captain Britain. And run yeah. her own. Because even Betsy embraces it. And she's like, well, they're all rejects, but they're my rejects, and we're all Captain Britons. Uh, I hate <laughs> Gambit's this. Gambit's like, yeah. <laughs> I really uh, hate this thread that they're really pulling here. But yeah, the whole that was idea. like one of the worst yeah. parts of the earlier issues of mm-hmm. like what we were reading before this. Like that's where things started to kind of really go off the rails and get bad. And it's like they're pulling that into this. But Saturday wants to fix it all. And, Brian is kind of on board, and so it's it's weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah, it is weird. I hate it. I I don't get it. I don't know why they they're 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 continuing down. I mean, I know why they're continuing down this route, but I don't like it. Um, <laughs> and oh, that, that Burger King shot is at the bottom. Of the and then that Burger King shot, <laughs> fucking Burger King. He's like looking at me too. He's just like, you want a Whopper, don't you? And I'm like, yeah. I can go. 
Uh, yeah, they 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 go off and they even like fucking fight and he's she's kind of forcing him to pull his sword right, draw a sword, pick it up, and uh, he refuses more or less. And she and uses she, her psychic sword to kind of knock his sword into his hand mm-hmm. and try to force him to pull it from its uh. Kind of, yeah, kind of forcing his hand pretty much, and he's just like, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to do this. Blah 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 blah. And uh, what happens here? I don't know what causes the, I guess, whiplash between the two. Well, she's guess... really, really like quick to temper, uh-huh. and he, he just seems to kind of feed into it. And instead of like refusing the situation, he kind of, kind of makes it more amped. So yeah. it's as if they're like bickering kids. Like they're they're fighting as if they were younger, which really is out of character for both of them. And considering the last time we saw them, they were in a different demeanor. So this is really strange, but it, it goes on to full fight. Like they yeah. start start throwing fucking like swings at each other. She's trying to swing on him. At one point, I thought she cut his face, but it was his um his cape's kind of tattered. Like you you see how it's like kind of torn. Yeah. Do you see in that top left panel where he's she's swinging down the center, and like his cape is kind of fluttering back by his head. Mm-hmm. Well, at first, I thought that was, like, blood squirting uh, out his face. I thought she cut him outright. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. She's trying to Savage. murder him. What a, I mean, I've had some fights with my brother when I was younger, and it got pretty violent bad. I mean, like, the kid threw a plate and a knife at me at one point. <laughs> <laughs> These are grown adults. So I was like, oh, my goodness. This is terrible. But it was it was just the way the artwork looked and that fooled me, but it definitely had me going for a second there. I had to double take where I'm like, wait a second, what oh, it's just the cape. <laughs> but yeah, they tackle thrust and knock each other around and it's it is a bit of a tussle, but it's not that doesn't cross any bloodshed. No bloodshed, they kerfuffle. Uh, Saturnine comes here, comes in, just going like, "Yo, you guys gonna be good for dinner? You guys gonna fight this out, or what's what's going on?" And yeah, they 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 kind of settled their their thing for the moment. But we continue. Well, it's the... funny because Brian knocked Betsy onto these bed of roses, and yeah. Saturnine's like, "Please don't sit on yeah. the roses, dear. Get <laughs> off the roses, you uh. savage." Um. Yeah. So but, we could. Yeah, and it seems like Brian's leaning more towards Saturnine's side at this. By the end of this conversation, kind of. It's, it's, as if there's a clear rift between the two. Yeah, so. they're they're definitely not. They're divided. They're divided yeah. at this point. Quotes. I'm doing almost ham fistedly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cut to nighttime, in that floating citadel. How does night work in this realm? By the way, what's a day in Avalon? Like, well, also, like, the, the distance of the moon to where they're located, just from how it's drawn, it would be so bright. It's a, it's <laughs> like, a Bruce Almighty moon, yeah. Yeah, like, it's just right there. It's and they don't have, like, blinds in their, like... Yeah, that thing would cause so much oh. light. Um, but as it's happening, we're getting, like, some, like, shuffles and, and whatnot as Jamie's trying to sleep. And uh, he's even without the crown, he's a Burger King man. Even, oh my goodness! Yeah, it's look at the mustache. mustache, mustache, mustache. Yeah, it's really gotten wider. Like this is the whitest Jamie's mustache has ever been. He always had a yeah. more subtle one, but this yeah. one's like past handlebar. It's almost going out like a foot. <laughs> oh yeah, he puts that beeswax on the tips, twiddles it. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Um, but yeah, uh, we get a one of these Captain uh, Britain Corps members grabbing the hand of Jamie as they say, uh, they sentence Jamie to die. The Captain Britain Corps does. And the Captain Britain All the region Captain Britain characters you could ever hope for. It's Everyone's the here worst Captain Britain. We Britain got your Rogue Regis. Captain Britain. We got your Gambit Captain Britain. Mm-mm. We got your Jubilee Captain Britain. God. We got your... I mean, we got your Rick, Richter Captain Britain's not so bad. Richter's fine. It looks like a cap- yeah, regular know. Captain Britain for the most they part. Seem to have all, they've seemed to have a good job with Richter's character design all throughout Excalibur, but man, that Jubilee Captain Britain was ridiculous. Whew. Yeah, it's <laughs> frustrating. It is frustrating for sure. Um, but yeah, we cut to a little bit about the Captain Britain Corps. Well, I guess we already talked about this. I kind of jumped the gun on this earlier. Um, you know the deal. You know the deal. I mean, they've been talking about a lot of this stuff already before in some of the other issues. Like, this is very iterative. There's nothing new here that's too out there. The whole amulet sort of might thing, like, they've we've already gone over that. Oh, yeah. And again, yeah. Go read Avengers New Avengers. That's better. Or any of the Captain Excalibur issues. Or any Excalibur issue. It's <laughs> pretty good, yeah. Go read that I mean, Jim that, Jasper yeah. stuff. It's pretty awesome. I dig that, yeah. A lot of cool things. Yeah, there's been so much stuff that's touched on this that I don't know why they wanted to dedicate a whole page to it, but yeah. yeah. What as? But we go to uh, uh, Betsy just whacking like statues, <laughs> getting all frustrated. Still, <laughs> she did. She just cut the head off of that statue. Yeah, fucked up. And uh, she just hears like something's going on, right? And uh, but that's when we get Brian's. It's like I heard Jamie. Jamie's there's some noise and whatnot. It was like a screech being let out. And it's like a weird, like, as a running, it's just like, let's go save him. Hey, take the sword. Take the sword. And she's like, all right, wait a minute. I like that. I love that yeah. moment. He's like, here, you need this sword. Take it. He's like, that. Picture of, like, tapping her in the face with it. Take it, take it. Just take it. Come on. She's like, I don't need a sword. I've got this sword. And then she summons her sword, which is the psychic sword that she wields. Yeah. Um. And uh, they rush in to find Jamie just wielding his uh, powers on all these assholes. Uh, reality, literally warping. bending reality in his yeah. hands. I like Basically the whole manifest, like string, string theory like type of string. Yeah. yeah, like different realities that he's just like fucking them up with. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, how is it? How does that work specifically? Because I like how they're all just like, ah, we're freaking out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't get how it works, but visually, yeah, it looks so, pretty awesome. Visual's <laughs> definitely spot on. I like how like Jubilee's almost like completely bent all the way backwards. <laughs> yeah, snap <laughs> her like a wishbone. She uh, is geez. almost there for the most part, and they're just like put her down and whatnot. And she's like, she came to kill me, and you know I don't play like that. So you know what? I'm gonna kill one of them at least. And with that note, uh, Jamie kills the one that we all hate. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about Jubilee herself as her glasses shatter on the ground. It's great. So life- Captain Britain Jubilee has been removed from space and time yeah gone from this realm and all realms i guess if you die here 
Yeah, I mean, it, I assume that wherever he pulled it from, she ain't going back. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he created that reality in itself or formed a creature from it. So I don't even know if there's any plane of existence she'd be tied to, but yeah. I have a feeling he's edged her out of any existence that she could come to at this point. Yeah. Just like a refugee, Which, no one really cares. There you go. <laughs> just yeah, kinda... I'm, I'm just glad he chose her out of all of them. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I was happy that he chose her, but as it happens, they're they're sad. They're 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 upset about that. And the the Captain Britain Corps kind of chases them down as they kind of rush away. And uh, he even like does he try to give the sword to? Uh... No, I thought he first thing he tries to give it to Jamie, but he's just getting egged on to try to pull the sword. He says, "I will not pull the sword." And they're saying, "I'm gonna pull the sword." He's like, "I'm not gonna pull the sword." And then Captain Britain, Jamie, uh, <laughs> he's trying to give it to anybody but himself. Yeah. Brian is like, "I don't want this sword. We're gonna anyway. take it." And Jamie just summons his own sword. Yeah, and then he uh, he freaking uh, pulls the sword eventually, and. Uh, wields the power of might, or what is it, the sword of might to uh, give defend what? Defend his family is what he says, essentially. Because I think uh, Gambit tries to kill um, Jamie with a, a charged kinetic card from behind, mm-hmm. and Brian sees it last second, so he pulls the sword to block it, and in that process he says, I can put faith in the sword now because I am wielding it as the protector of my family and my family's lineage. And the best part here is Jamie like jumps on it and he's like, I claim Brian as my knight from this day forward. He shall defend me in Ablon. Yeah. He shall lead my cause. <laughs> oh, that was spot on. <laughs> Champion the fuck out of it. He was just like, right away he rolled and he's like, yes, if my family lineage she means me, if my family means my kingdom and he will fight and die in my name. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. <laughs> oh. I killed Jubilee. I got a. I got my own fucking Captain Britain Corps. <laughs> he's having a good time. He's got a cape. I know. Like he's so excited in that like pose he's doing in the background. He's like dancing. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 just enjoying everything these days. He's probably had it the best, man. Oh, it's uh, crazy. But yeah, yeah, I mean, really, is coming up all coming up Jamie lately. <laughs> but uh, as Brian comes to this realization of protection and family and wielding the sword, uh, Saturnine's just like, oh, yeah, that made me sploosh and, and whatnot. Yeah, she's like, I'm <laughs> Yeah. And Brian, she's like, you know what? You, you definitely <laughs> deserve... Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you definitely deserve this back. And she tries to pull the uh, amulet from Betsy. And Betsy's just like, nah, bitch. And she she uses her best uh, apaco sorcery, uh, apaco apaco uh, magic, apaco. Um, no, nah, I can't think of anything better or even good to begin with. She's yeah. random, oh. random, <laughs> random mutant magic, magic learn that he learned from uh, Apocalypse and just destroys the amulet. And they're just like, God damn it! Do you understand how many days it's gonna take for that shit to come? back i don't know how that shit works it comes back eventually but who the fuck knows (laughs) it's hard it's hard to really like weigh the consequences here when they seem so flippant like they're not really grounded in any sort of like tangible real real world problems that they can like pull from this like oh my god you broke this mystical amulet that will eventually come back but the significance of it really isn't as noticeable considering what happens by the end of the issue 
It's just like, oh no, that ambulance. Ah, said, moving on. <laughs> we got something better. <laughs> and, like instantly. It's gonna take a while to remake this amulet, but good thing we could just pull something out of the air that's way better yeah. on the spot. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Magic's always But Saturday's pissed now because she's just like, alright, well then fuck you. We'll lock you up with all these fake ass fucking Captain Britons. You all belong together. Yeah. She gets frustrated, and she turns to Captain Avalon and says, "You, I will have you to my quarters." And yeah, she... <laughs> you call my Captain Avalon now. Like, I, yeah. I think the ring of that. Right? It's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. Um, so yeah, we cut to uh, Betsy hanging out in her uh, in her quarters or quarters, her cell, I guess. Yeah, and she's trying to communicate to <laughs> the Captain Britain. Quarters? Yeah. yeah, and uh, as 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 she's communicating. Uh, Essentially, what happens? What happens here? Well, she tries to reach out to one of the other Captain Britain members in the nearby, the fake ones. Yeah, and she tries to pick up something, and all of a sudden, like Remy, like chimes in with his weird Southern dialect. I don't know yeah, where. Like, wee wee. And she's like, "Oh, that's Remy. What's up? All right, so here's the plan. We're gonna try to break out on this one, and they start communicating, but it's really despondent because you don't ever see him at all. Mm-hmm. You just see his like communication his bubbles. Thought bubble, yeah." And you can tell by the dialect that it's Gambit, but she's not going to interact with Gambit at all. She's having this long-distance conversation yeah. with an alternate reality Gambit <laughs> while they're locked up underneath the Starlight Citadel. Oh my goodness, what a long walk we took to get here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she jumps out a window, which I guess, yeah, window. And uh, which... just, so she finds some sort of exit by just looking around aimlessly and then just dives into an abyss and then just dives into the abyss because you know who knows but because it's okay plot device jamie will show up on a griffin plot device her. jamie shows up on a griffin and saves her indeed uh what good timing um but going back to the uh quarters um she's just like i'm so wet right now you know what's gonna make me wetter check out this fucking sword and she whips it out she whips out she whips out the sword yeah and she's like check it out man now i'm just like drenched there's nothing i could do about it it's ridiculous and jamie's just like i'm a married man but it's all good i'll 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 keep doing this. I'll, I'll see she where this. Even, I'll see where this goes. Comment about how the, she's like, we don't even need the amulet. I'm like, yeah, what are you, what are like, you pissed about? Right? Are you gonna say <laughs> that? It's just like, it's <laughs> just like we didn't even need it the whole time. Like, what are you talking about? We can just oh. retcon in this sword. Don't you understand? Come, come. <sighs> Now fuck yeah. me, Brian. <laughs> now fuck you. Yeah. Uh, here's the sword. Here's the sword. Stand on this bed. Yeah. I don't uh, give a shit that you're a married man. <laughs> but more or less, we learn about a little bit the sword crafted by Starlight. So uh, by Saturnine, forged by the arm of the Captain Britain, Merlin, Roma, all that jazz. You know, good stuff. Yeah. It, it literally um, tells us on. the story of. But the, see, the thing is, is that like we just watched the Starlight Sword's history. Yeah, it's like crafted by Saturday. We saw it right now. <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck did you even tell us? The secret history. It's not even secret. It's right here in real time. <laughs> oh man! But we go back to the Silva rocking like his b- 
biggest Saturnine like boner while drawing this page, man. Look at how sexy he silver silver put on. Shot there with the legs. <laughs> yeah, so like decent exposure. Or what was that movie with Sharon Stone? Oh, uh, uh, Cruel Intentions. No, 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 no sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. God damn, what's the, what is that movie called? Basic Instinct. Basic fucking Instinct. But yeah, she's doing that. This is like, you know Silva took a long time on that, on that panel. Yeah. Well, then look at also the one where- And then like, the one down. Behind. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's yeah. a good one too. Yeah, yeah look, look at that. Crotch lead in, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this thing get adults, right? Right. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's doing the thing and whatnot. He's he's macking it. As it's happening, we get a uh, we get Betsy and Jamie just kind of like <laughs> hanging out. They're just hanging out. She drops and his sword as they start. He's, he's like, so, Ooh, this is getting hot. Yeah, I'm, I like this and whatnot. And then uh, yeah, Brian go and she's like, I'm not gonna. Like, Betsy's like, I'm not gonna look at it. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. And then as as it's happening, Betsy rushes in, grabs the sword, and she goes now or no jamie goes take it now and we learn this whole time all of this was a ruse to get saturning comfortable well, so, Brian said, Brian said, take it now. Cause he was like, yeah, Brian, Brian said, dry yeah. hump. And then all of a sudden he's like, take it now, Betsy. And then she just ran in and grabbed the sword. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so weird, but yeah, so yeah, they're doing it, they're trying to deceive someone who foreca- foresees the future, which I find but even better. So, so like, she gives the sword to him, right? He yeah. could just give the sword to her, uh-huh. so there really was no need to deceive her in this way when they could have just been like, Oh, I have the sword, turn around, you don't have the sword. Like, I don't understand why they went to such lengths. To deceive us as the audience and Saturday as the I don't person get it. All I don't and none of it fits. It, it seems almost like like they wanted a plot here where there already was one, but they wanted to throw one on top of it out of like these MacGuffins. And it's just painful. Uh. At the expense of I would say that fucking Brian cheated on his wife. Yeah, he was getting like hard. He even makes a little like offhand comment about like he did it in the name of saving, like for the for, for the, the cause or the greater good. Yeah, yeah. He I was, was like, like hmm. <laughs> he, he was like, uh, oh, I can't remember. Is this humble nights my family? And oh, there's something where I'll have to find it when we're going through right now. But it's just the way he phrases it almost justifies it in such an offhanded way that seems almost like fucked up. <laughs> Like, well, when you look at it like that, Brian, you can almost justify it. And <laughs> you're a dick. Yeah, he says, and a married man, but one who is willing to distract you for a cause. There you go. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> distract you for a cause. Damn, son. I like he calls it distracting. Oh, I'm, just, I'm like James Bond. I'm just fucking getting a huge erection off this magical blonde uh, Emma Lookalick. Yeah, thank you. Not Emma, Emma. Not Emma, But it's like, okay, so that's the whole reason why Betsy and Brian were fighting through the entire issue. They mm-hmm. were bickering like children to throw off Saturnine, and apparently us, even though Saturnine foretold the prophecy, which makes even less sense. So yeah. it's like, so it's like yeah. when you go to that level, it all falls apart. <sighs> Better look cool, I guess. It looked and cool, like yeah. her design is the same, right? Like she just looks like the same Captain Britain she looked like before with the sword. Oh, right. There's like different. 
Yeah, not too much. Yeah, go back to the beginning of the issue, and it's identical to her other design, so it really... It's like nothing changed. We swapped nothing out. Nothing at all. Uh, nothing at geez. all. Uh, yeah, not too much like, changing. This was happy. They're writing and they're like, we need swords for the Sex of Swords event, but we can't give Betsy the sword because we gave the sword to Brian. But Betsy can summon her psychic sword, but that's not swordy enough. They got so rid of her helmet, though. That's good. Well, I mean, everyone finally realized that the helmet was a, was a bad call. I think, <laughs> I think that's been evident through like the last two issues where yeah. they didn't even use it at all, <laughs> even when she was in combat. But it's like they gave her a sword that does the same thing as her amulet and just got rid of her amulet in like the laziest way possible. Where they're like, oh, just to break it using my mutant superior magic. And it's like, okay. And then you fixed it instantly with the sword. But Brian could have just gave her the sword and she could have just gave him the amulet. And we didn't need to do any of this. <laughs> and then Brian could have wielded both the amulet and the sword. And then she could have had the sword too on top of it. So they really <sighs> fucked this up. <laughs> I mean, this is all just forcing a plot for Betsy to be a bigger uh, Captain Brenton, which I hate. I hate because it's forced and nothing makes sense. And Oh yeah, because they ham-fisted her as Captain Britain in like so many lines in this entire issue. In like taglines and in headlines and when they're talking about explaining characters and moving the plot. And they were like, and Betsy Braddock, aka Captain Britain, and then Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, I mean, and then Betsy, I'm sorry, Captain Britain. <laughs> it's like, I get it, okay, yeah, she, you want to set her up as the new Captain Britain, but that's what you did already in the beginning of Excalibur issue one with her. Let's move on past that. Let's start developing her character as that. You're still trying to convince me that she's Captain Britain, and we're past like, Whenever, issue 13. Issue 13. <laughs> still trying to convince you she's yeah. Captain Britain. Yeah. Uh, People call Apocalypse Apocalypse all the time still, even in the issue. And he doesn't go like, A is what I go by now. Like, they're moved on past that. So I don't fucking get <laughs> why is Betsy stuck in this fucking like. It's an infinite thing. loop. Uh, Frustration. Uh, but we come back to Krakoa as. as uh, as Brian, mind you, the not mutant, hanging out on a mutant island. Yeah, how did he get through the, the gates? gates? Yep, 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 yep. How did he get through the gates? Exactly. Uh, People aren't uh, hey, little, 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 uh, little, little things aren't coming together but yeah um doesn't it suck <laughs> oh. doesn't it suck when people don't i didn't even rules? notice that i just yeah. rolled with it when i thought i was like all right they're there you and, the and everyone so, else uh, yeah damn it yeah good man. catch buddy good yeah. catch that's terrible it's frustrating that's painful yeah you just used it like, you just used it. Like, <laughs> he's, fucking... he's not even holding his hand no, she's not even like riding on his back like like just to like so, something to signify that she's creating some sort of passage for him he just like walked through it where he's just like eh, yep. fucking extra sword extra <laughs> swords that's why i'm here fuck you that's what i wanted to say just walking in like everyone's like oh, brian's here and he's like yeah fucking extra swords what are you gonna do sword <laughs> what are you gonna do? and stab <laughs> This is what it, they should have wrote that out. I would have been happier that this bullshit 
but we here we are. Here we are as we get closer to everyone gaining their swords. Douglas got like a vest while everyone was waiting. Well, He's like, I, I'm getting cold. I got to get a vest, but my arm. But is it a sleeveless vest? Yeah, because Warlock's not cold, but he's kind of cold. But what about the other arm? But, is you know. That, well, I can't see that side. You can't see. Yeah, you don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> fucking sleeve on that. Oh, man. Oh, but that'll do it for Excalibur. And uh, let's just dive right into X-Men. I have nothing more to say about that issue. Except I want a solo Jamie series. Solo Burger King X- series. Would be nice. Or make Excalibur just about Burger King Jamie. Burger King I Jamie. I going around. I'm glad he's rocking the sinister fucking Yeah. Tape. But even that could save this issue. It just made me detract away from the rest of the issue and be like, why does everything else suck so much? (laughs) The Jamie shit rocked, but this shit is like, ugh, birds. But yeah. Rotten Hell, Excalibur. <laughs> oh, Excalibur. Let's move on to X-Men. Now, this is going to be confusing because uh, the uh, last issue done by uh, Mahmoud Asrar, uh, he did the cover of last issue, is now doing the, the, artwork. the artwork of this issue, who is usually done by Francis, uh, uh, by you and... and and go but they're doing the art they're they're the ones doing the cover on this so it's there everyone's like swapped the flipping the flipping the script on this one everyone's moving around Avengers in the deck chairs uh but yeah x of swords part 10 x-men issue number 13 is all about apocalypse and his story and him getting his sword um yeah so what do you think of you and uh sunny goes uh cover artwork again the cross hatching you know not my not my thing but the the design and the concept is awesome i love it i dig it i dig it a lot the just scale and scope of apocalypse's swords mm-hmm. going down the center really take center stage on on this uh, cover yeah agreed but, with and the, that x-men logo could have been a little smaller but not too bad i guess yeah. or at least i would remove the background and just do the x okay yeah yeah like take that weird like was it beige kind of background that's yeah, probably an off-white yeah the egg white <laughs> egg card white but yeah, I would get rid of that. That would have saved up a lot of this because you already have that huge logo on the top already. So yeah. This makes it look like they couldn't decide where to put the X and they're just like, fuck it. Yes. Slap it on. Gotta let people know. Slap it on. It on here already twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go for an even three. <laughs> but yeah, let's learn about Apocalypse's story, shall we? This message was delivered following a brutal attack uh, by Apocalypse's original four horsemen. His long-lost children both left him lingering on the verge of death, which is where we last left him in X-Factor. Kind of just like yelling on the table. 
we cut away to we cut away to the five just burning some eggs and we we didn't know what happened to apocalypse cut to the next page really right didn't yeah they, did richter die or did they end up richter died them? richter died oh, okay, then. yeah but he died oh yeah because yeah. then they they upped him on the protocols to they said they're gonna work on trying to revive him there. yeah and he he was resurrected and he turned out fine but rockslide was was a no-no yeah r.i.p rockslide um, but we cut to Krakoa back to the healing gardens and we got Banshee hanging out, struggling as he looks over to someone else yelling in his ear. He's just like, uh, I'm in pain. I can't handle apocalypse yelling in my ear. <laughs> Kill me. Oh, wait, you skipped the part about the, uh, the, the grass. Oh, sure. Yeah. I forgot about grass cutter and God killer. Yes. Uh, another sword. Uh, this is uh, Gorgon's? Yeah. Gorgon's sword. He's, yeah, two swords that were forged for Greek and Japanese gods alike. Mm-hmm. Zeus and Amaterasu Mikaboshi. That's okay. a fancy name. Fancy ass name. And they were cut in two? Is that what happened? They were forged as one and cut in two? Or am I uh, mistaken? No. They were forged separately. Forged separately. They made yeah, yeah, yeah. two swords, but they were. One was perfect, and the other was flawed. There we go. For some reason, the yeah. perfect one is the grass cutter, so I guess it's like perfectly it's a, sharp. And then uh, the other God one's God Killer, flawed, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, then we cut to Banshee frustrated by Apocalypse, yelling in his ear. And yeah, they're just still like, we got a Reyes, we got a Beast, we got Healer, just trying to like get him to calm the fuck down. Lorna tries to strap him down a little bit, but he's just super powerful. So they get, uh, essentially they get hope to kind of get boost Healer, give him a little boost, you know? And yeah, uh, try to synergize with him so he can kind of get a feedback. There's also yeah. the, um, corruption that was infected into apocalypse from the wound he took is consuming his body pretty rapidly now like his face is getting worse yeah it's it's taken over and uh they're kind of talking about beast postulates about the idea about like we should just kill him and then we'll resurrect him it'll take a while but it's like how how do we know we can even heal him right yeah yeah so and then they're they're like pondering about it right but but you know apocalypse being as apocalypse is, is he just says do it if i live i live if i die i die you know but really uh beating the horse of his uh, social darwinist aspect of his life which we will circle back around it was dope though because they say the chances were low for survival and he says my yeah. chances are better than yours, yours yeah <laughs> <laughs> so go for it <laughs> And he has that like that really like gritty smile. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, he's like winking it. just like he's like ninety nine percent pain, one <laughs> percent smile. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> oh, so they go at it. They boost it, uh, and yeah, he's screaming. It's he's going crazy. He's so powerful that they can't even contain him. Not even Lorna could really contain him. And it's funny. He's, Lorna's is like, he's too strong. We can't hold him. And then we get Magneto just coming in. He's like, we can. Lifts a hand. With one hand, hand. yeah. Yep. I'm a little confused as why they had to use metal. Like they, they, they pulled out some sort of like metal polymer and then strapped him down with it by yeah. manipulating it with their powers. 
But from what I understood, Apocalypse has metal within him already because he is techno organic in a sense. So oh. why in the, couldn't they just pin yes. Apocalypse on his own? I mean, that's shit, the case. Yeah. Age of Apocalypse was ended when Magneto just focused on all the metal inside of Apocalypse and then ripped yep. him in half. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, why are they trying to strap him down? Just good he's point. A, he's like a metal dude in this. Good sense. point. Good point. You make a uh, great effect, point. I guess. Yeah, but uh, hey, it's no Brian walking through a fucking portal. It's no Brian walking through a portal. Good point. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. That's a good call though. Um, good throwback. I forgot about that though. Fucking apocalypse getting ripped in half. Yeah. Oh, uh, so uh, dope. Yeah, just Magneto standing in the middle of the silhouette of the two halves of apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love that. I want a wallpaper. That shit. Ooh, that'd be a good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, as this is happening, they're, they're he's still healing. They're, they're, they kind of get like an equilibrium, right? So it's not as like the crazy. Boil, stop, <laughs> but it's still like crazy. And and this is when uh, Apocalypse has his "How I Met Your Mother" moment, or just like this is where I met fucking Genesis. How I met Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of this like traumatic was, moment, I'm gonna flash back to my wife. It was a beautiful battlefield, and the blood of my enemies glistened on her cheeks. <laughs> uh, but no, like essentially, uh, it talks about uh, back in the day when uh, Okara was one, right? Orako and uh, Kirk. When all the the darkness began, what? and like the hordes of of the dark underworld spilled mm-hmm. into into their realm and pretty much put them all in a, in the war that began this whole thing. Yes. Um and we get uh we get all we kind of here we're getting teases of some of our some of our uh I guess our, our rival rival swordsmen that we'll see in the future, right? We get uh we get the after the battle happens, right? We get the return of the hundreds soldiers uh, championed by the white sword um we also get uh pestilence and war kind of uh you know doing their thing or and 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 death yeah all of them all of them all of them all the horsemen actually there is even a version of summoner that's there it's like this female version it's yeah one of the children they fuck they get around they fuck you know yeah i assume it's it's a thousand years man another one of the grandchildren apocalypse's grandkids yeah yeah but i like how they have the kind of uh the 300 parable with their they, they gather a hundred of their strongest and most capable mm-hmm. to fight against the horde and try to push them back and yeah. they manage to reach a bit of a stalemate especially because this is when he goes into talking about but genesis was above us all yeah she was the true she's the true might of our of our nation of our yes of our meat and pride and she's just wielding all of nature and just destroying them with leaves and bl- vines and branches and debris and all this just type of bramble mm. and shit. She just seems to be like almost, uh, I don't know, like kind of reminds me a bit of like a, like a, a summer, like a druid, a little, yeah, yeah. Or like a, a more more nature mm-hmm. too, like a little nature-ish, like yeah, like a shaman-ish kind of vibe, I guess have someone like that already that was like a mutant who could control like nature that wasn't uh btc not btc no 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 someone um, else because his, his is more localized like seems like hers is kind of has a, a, a bigger like, like he could well i guess he could cover krakoa so true i guess she is pretty close to btc 
Huh. Um, but yeah, I think she's way like stronger outside of that too in terms of like physical strength. But um, yeah, so she it, it's showing that her might, right? Her might yeah. and her will. She she's the one that is looking to seek strength, and she destroys anyone who is weaker than her. Uh, remember that, that would stand against her. Yeah. Oh, that would say yeah, stand against yeah. her. And then technically, that, everyone's weaker than her. <laughs> Yeah, and so they they tried to uh, garter, or they tried to create peace amongst themselves, and they do so by, I guess, trying to give this gift, right? And this gift is well, they uh, parlayed they parlay- uh, the yeah. dark. You say the dark demonic forces of Ameth. They tried to parlay with them, but it was really a trap. It was a trap. It was more of- it was yeah, more it was just t- the beginning of, of them like trying to trick them into letting their guard down. It's so kind of a Trojan horse take. of the sorts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh the, but it's it's essentially like a kind of a get bartering, right? Of of sorts. Yeah. And because uh, the golden box they bring in opens up to reveal a mask. Real mask that is annihilation. Or so we'll learn. Or yeah, he says it's annihilation. Um, yeah, says, but, the, well, the guy is the the who's doing all the talking. He says like annihilation will walk the land again. Yeah. All gods made men do, or something. Uh, <laughs> put it. Put, put it, it on. on. So, well, the wiggly lines is uh, actually the mask talking itself, and and it, so it's like I think of the mask like the ring a little bit in Lord of the Rings, where once you have it or anything, it starts to go like, hey man, hey bitch. Let's corrupt each other. Let's corrupt everything. Let's fuck everything up. Hey, put me on, bitch. Hey, hey, hey. Wouldn't you look better? <laughs> you would look so badass when you're on my face. When my face is on you. Oh. Well, the bottom <laughs> panel. It looked like the guy who brought the mask knew what was gonna happen. Like he, he was pretty much accepting. It almost it. He was talking like, about like annihilation will walk the land again. Like he sacrificed himself to the mask. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is coming out of him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's the, black, the black. It's the black. Bubble, that's that's, that's supposed to be him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's a little like bitching at him through the box. He's like, "Open me." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Come on, open me on free." <laughs> so yeah, he opens it, and then as it happens, instantly the guy just is wields it, just wields it, puts it on, and then as it happens, kind of you get this power of annihilation, kind of like let me show you my true powers and whatnot, so blah 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 blah, and uh, it starts withering and like falling off. Yeah, he's annihilating like, all of his literally like, just body except his bones. getting destroyed. And as it's happening, like they they must destroy it more or less, and to do so, uh, essentially we get apocalypse going in to try to destroy it. And but the thing is, once you destroy it, those who destroy it must wield it, and that is the curse kind of situation. Yes, and will claim whoever defeats it. So. Yes, so apocalypse tries to go in to do so, but uh, Genesis says this will be my my decision or i i will do this for us type of situation and as that happens um you know she does her thing right she does some yeah, yeah there's like two so, other guys that are there that are talking tough and they're saying like they're the greatest of their lot the warriors that they came from yeah they said that they they will die there today by their hand and genesis just like yeah that's cool <laughs> and she just kills them both which is some vines and leaves yeah. Genesis uses Vine Whip. It's super effective. <laughs> Critical hit. Yeah. Um, so as it's happening, um 
we get uh, him kind of uh, talking about um, time, jump. time jump a little bit. And we learn about Eska, the unbeatable, another name to remember in the future folks. And uh, it's the sister She's of, of, uh, of uh, Genesis. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The and sister-in-law to Apocalypse. Yeah, sister-in-law. And uh, as a gift gave, uh, uh, gave, Oh wait, actually, that's not until a little bit further. But uh, uh, we learn. What do we learn about her? We get a. Uh, she can. Okay, so one thing about Iska the Unbeatable, which is cool, she's kind of like Domino. We'll learn more about her future in the future. But uh, one thing that's cool is uh, she uh, essentially cannot lose whatsoever, and the idea is that uh, if like. The idea is that if she like feels like the battle is not on her side, she just turns. She's a turn. She'll turn coat, and that's why she yeah. kind of doesn't lose. Yeah, yeah. They, they mentioned that in creation where they were talking about how originally she left them and then joined someone else. I think they touched on it, or it was Stasis. It was one of the ones I can't remember which issue. They do it a couple times, done, but yeah, yeah uh, we haven't done Stasis yet. But I remember in one of those they mentioned her, and it's like saying like, "Oh, well, she only betrayed us because she knew we were going to lose." Yeah. So she had it was she was driven to it. Exactly. Um, but uh, one thing to note is... Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, actually. Damn, I, I just lost my plane of thought. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, she's a turncoat. That's all you need to know for about right now. And then we learn more about Genesis herself and her sacrifice that she needed to make. And this is a good time to note that a lot of these pages are the ones that are copied and pasted that we've seen a little bit in House and Powers when we were first hearing the story, as well as a little bit in uh, Creation. What do you think about that? The, oh, the, the reusing, they were, the reusing panels. panels. Oh, yeah, I remember when they were first showing those too. Ah, uh, that was unfortunate. When I when I heard about that, I thought that was just like a rumor. And then when I looked and saw them side by side, I was like, "Oh, fuck! <laughs> this is bad." It's not a good. It's note. just like what happened earlier on with the, them not putting the correct characters in the portraits, them not remembering certain aspects of how characters work, and just really dropping the ball left and right, as if like they aren't reading the story or paying attention to the story that they're doing. It's like. How are you not involved in what you're making? Like, what is what is the disconnect here? Like, where is the ball being dropped by who's supposed to follow up and deal with these kind of redundancies? Because this is pretty bad. I mean, if you're gonna try and put out a main series like this and it be your big bread and butter point where all your money wants to come from for comic books, I know Spider-Man's a big go for them, but the X-Men comics have usually been a cash cow throughout all the years. So why? fuck this up like why not put time into extra pages into extra redundancies to fix these problems if they happen like have backups i'm sure that there's enough people who have sketches already that they could have taken from this like i can't imagine it's a resource issue it has to be just a management issue like they have the power to do this they have the time it's like, even with time constraints for sure Exactly, there are people making sketches all day of different things. So why are you reusing the same fucking sketches when you have a mountain of sketches that will never see the light of day? I know that there's shit that's going to be made exactly that will never get seen, and it's a crying shame because it's probably some of the greatest stuff. 
Think about all the things that Jim Lee has made over the years that never ever came to light of day. Oh. We're probably fucking Jim Lee originals that are fucking insane. Where you're like, oh my god, he made Magneto even doper. <laughs> How did you know you do it? That one cover was really awesome, but this is really? like next level shit. So uh. when I see this happen, I'm just like, there's no fucking way that this should ha- is excusable. You have no time excuse, no like manpower excuse, no compartmentalization excuse. There's enough people that are supposed to vet this that should catch this and it's not happening. And if you're woefully doing it, then you really don't give a shit about the people who read your comments. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm going to, I'm professional. I'll say that. It's pretty unprofessional for a, yeah. com- for a comic book uh, company yeah, to be doing A billion dollar company <laughs> can't fucking get a couple extra pages put in their issue to spurse things up. Yeah. They have to read, they have to reuse. You know, like where they make these movies and then the characters in the movies end up overlapping. They end up using the same character. Like Caliban. Was Caliban. Like, oh, man. Both those movies. And oh, that was like, dumb. They didn't, nope. didn't talk to each other. It was... Right hand, left hand don't know each other. Oh, fuck. What the hell? It's just another nail in this coffin that's starting to grow in my mind of the X-Men franchise. A little bit. They're trying to put it back to Six Feet Under. <laughs> yeah getting there every day it seems to get a little closer like exoswords isn't as bad as i thought it was going to be but still there's other stuff going on around it and these little things that just tell me that like it doesn't even matter even if it is good like this was better than excalibur but that shit is horrible that's more egregious than anything excalibur did no offense to betsy (laughs) 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 i'm just saying like this is pretty fucking shallow I feel like I feel like they're slapping us in the face with it. It's a bad like they're slapping move, you around, sure. like roll up the floppy, and they slap you around with it. Like buy it, bitch, buy it. <laughs> we reprinted it twice. Throw it in your face. <laughs> and I just see the average Joe out there doesn't know this, or just just so much into the fandom that they're like, all right, I'll do it. I don't care. I gotta stay relevant. This is what's relevant right now. The superheroes are in. I gotta be cool. I got a YouTube channel. Right. <laughs> you gotta gotta make the monetization, man. Kind of monetize. Uh, what is that uh, red letter like? Uh, a red letter media show is like the Nerdcast or something, where it's like that fictional podcast where mm. they like play like super fervorous Marvel and like Star Wars fans, but it's like it's all sarcastic. Oh, that sounds kind of exhausting, actually. Yeah. Oh, you would think so, but some of the episodes are pretty good. They're only like fifteen minutes long. Okay. I'll yeah, and they're, they're pretty funny when they're just joking about like they're talking the guy was like wait i thought joaquin phoenix was gonna be the joker and the guy's like you stupid idiot joaquin phoenix is in joker the joker is going to be starring <laughs> and he just like lists off like four different joker movies and they talk about the people who could be in each one <laughs> and the guy's like oh my bad He's like, okay. you fucking pleb, get with the times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, yeah, I'll show you some. Next time you come down, I'll throw out a bunch of them. They only have like 10 of them or something. We'll check them out. Right on. But um, yeah, so we go back to uh, the fam, the Apocal fam, and they're kind of saying their goodbyes. And this is going to be an interesting moment because uh, this seems to be a change in uh, Apocalypse's character because we get this moment between... Big Redcon. Big Redcon, right? Uh, yeah. they, we get this moment between Genesis and, 
apocalypse and she's talking as as because they're going to go off right and they're going to kind of buy time for him as uh, to fight the armies of Amenth as as he grows he's supposed to go and grow his army right his own army kind of situation his own thing on on earth I guess yeah. and uh yeah on Krakoa or Krakoa, Krakoa. Yeah, with yeah. Krakoa yeah yeah because that's where the gate will be for them transition over so She's like, go prep for, uh, you know, like their arrival. We'll only be able to hold them back so long because mm-hmm. she's sacrificing herself with the rest of his children and the, the other version of Summoner and uh, what appears to be Arako, right? That's mm-hmm. the, the female version of Krakoa. I mean, yes. damn, look at that body on that Arako. Yeah. <laughs> I like how right? they gave her like such an hourglass shape to like really accept the femininity of her body. <laughs> I take it. But that's pretty cool, though. I still like the design. But yeah, they're gonna hold the line while Apocalypse preps, and that becomes his men- his mantra. She says, "Like, judge them, find the most fittest, and ready them to stand against them." Just kind of how they did the their hundred most fittest before. Yeah. She wants him to do something similar to try to hold them back how they won their previous version. Exactly. And that's pretty much the retconning of like why Apocalypse is always survival the fittest. Exactly. It's not from what was the person that he like grew up learning from again i forgot his name what are you talking about darwin no there was a like uh, oh you're talking about his, his father is his that, father um, like his father yeah, fa- um, yeah oh gosh you know who i'm talking about though right i don't remember his name but he was the leader of his tribe because apocalypse was originally from what i remember in his history he was abandoned as a child, because of his weird skin color, he had like this. Originally, Apocalypse wasn't blue; he was like pale white, mm-hmm. like almost kind of in the, not as pale white as Summoner, but close enough, like almost a grayish tone to that. And they they discovered the child and they raised him. They're like a roaming band of these weird nomads that had this really strong mantra of like only the strongest in their tribe will survive because they're a roaming band of Saharan bandit nomadic tribesmen like it's really harsh living it's really harsh lifestyle so they find this kid raise him under that and one day one of the tribe members turns against apocalypse i think after his father had died or Mm -hmm. no i don't think he's quite dead yet i think at one point they try to kill apocalypse in a fight and it and that's when his mute powers activate and essentially he becomes immortal because he's like oh look i just you stabbed me i could just reform my wound and i can even grow bigger and like fucking crush you and then I think after that, his father died. But at that point, he was like, from this day forward, I will live on like, with what my father taught me as who I am from the ground up. No fucking mention of this Genesis shit. <laughs> like, no, none whatsoever, uh, right? And it gets even weirder because then Apocalypse goes on to stumble upon a celestial craft that had crash landed, but was piloted by one of the celestials. And because fucking cable time travels back in time and tries to kill apocalypse he wounds cable and cable's blood mixes into apocalypse's body giving apocalypse the techno organic virus which then allows apocalypse to interact with the celestial craft thus turning apocalypse into the apocalypse we know now that's the fucking story i know about apocalypse which is horrible in itself this a different type of horrible but i can live with it I just think it's a little dumb where it's like, okay, so if his plan was to make the fittest so he could then prepare an army to stand, then why did he go about it in such a convoluted way? <laughs> I don't know. It was, hmm. 
And thank goodness Myra's life finally opened up to this possibility. <laughs> because those other ones never even came close. Like, what about the future where Moira joined Apocalypse and then she goes into the future with him and then they fail then? How come none of this ever comes up with, like, Krakoa or any of that shit? Right? Like, that's just House what? of Power. It's like, I'm not even talking, like, fucking 2, 10, 15, 20 years ago. I'm talking, like, last fucking big story arc <laughs> with the X. <laughs> God damn it. Rama, I think, was his name. That would make sense. I want to see. And then there was a, um, there was like an Egyptian pharaoh at the time that was standing against Apocalypse, who then he turned into Ozymandias. Because he yes. made him into like a, a stone man. He's like, your body will be made of stone and you will live forever, but you will live as my scribe to document the world from my point of view rama is the name of the pharaoh actually that was the pharaoh that he rama tut was his name yeah that was it was ruling egypt at the time and yeah he killed apocalypse's father or birth father or adopted father or whatever yeah whatever, whatever yeah. okay and yeah. is that rama guy the one he turns into ozymandias or is that different? i believe that's the one that gets turned into ozymandias hmm. interesting because uh, yeah. I just thought that was kind of interesting. And then they tie in Kang the Conqueror to one of the other storylines. Because then there's another pharaoh that Apocalypse ends up fighting against. And it's like time yes. traveling Kang the Conqueror. King Conqueror. I remember that vaguely. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. You remember when he fought against Thor randomly too? Like throughout time? <laughs> not as good as the Dracula one, which no. I don't think they're yeah. ever going to get to. No, that's not happening. I think that Dracula storyline is going to be resolved without Apocalypse even staying foot into it. Nope, nah, he's he's not he's not going to get involved. <laughs> God, it's frustrating. It is frustrating, but eh, it happens. But yeah, this is this is different, right? It's completely different from what you know, right? His all his motivation comes from his wife, this wife that we now are just learning after sixty years of X Men. It's interesting. Yep. I mean, yep. I'll take it. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, even Age of Apocalypse is even more confusing now. <laughs> like, right? I don't even <laughs> want to touch that because that holds such a near and dear like place in my heart. Now, when I start to think about it, it's like, oh, Hickman, you're shitting on that. Leave it alone. No. Uh man. Um uh, but we learned man. we learned uh. <laughs> a little bit about the the uh, uh power of annihilation and the helmet of invent. And one thing to note, it just tells you more about the powers which you kind of touched on. But one thing to note here is that Apocalypse is in a pickle, right? Cause he has to stop his wife. But if he stops his wife, guess what happens, Danny? What happens if he stops his wife? Well, they're gonna have to get a divorce. Well, I mean, they could do couples counseling, but Ooh, right. divorce oh, right man. on the corner. You gotta get divorced, you know. Oh, you don't want to give those counselors too much of your money, man. They're just gonna siphon that shit. They're not helping you. Who gets who gets Krakoa? That's my question. Oh, <laughs> who's gonna win in that divorce? Apocalypse better have a hell of a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get the team of, oh. of Blindy and Punchy, which is was it fucking She Hulk. <laughs> Um, uh, Daredevil. <laughs> oh no! Uh, the oh, firm no. of Blindy and Punchy. I, I call it that. 
Blindy and Punchy representing all superheroes. Oh, God. Dennis, uh, <laughs> just give me back my island. <laughs> just, I just want it back. I want my baby back. <laughs> you can take my son. You can take my children and my grandchild, but I just want my island back. My island. I want it. Uh, but yeah, so if Apocalypse kills uh, Genesis, essentially he has to take the crown and wear it, and thus the problem continues with Apocalypse's, you know, Apocalypse mm-hmm. ruling it, being the ruler yeah. of, or, you know, controlling the army of a month, essentially. Um, wow. So yeah, what a pickle. What a pickle to be in, right? Uh, but yeah, he's all like, all right, yeah, crack my back. I feel a little better now. His face is looking good, you know, the burns went he's down. rocking his subterfuge there. Yeah, a little subterfuge has gotten back into his life and his eyeballs. Look at the blue hue in that subterfuge, though. Wow, right? that's not okay. normally there's like a like a jet black blue kind of, but this is like a much darker. Maybe. Darker, yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, but he instantly gets up and he's just like, "I need to go get my sword." Like that's the first thing he th- thinks of. Yeah. Um, so he goes and he goes and gets it, uh, and that's we learn about the sword itself, Scarab. And it was a weapon forged by Iska the Unbeatable for their weapon, or for their weapon, for uh, his, their for their wedding, yeah, as a, as a, as a present uh, gift for the wedding. Um, what and, a wedding gift. Imbu- imbued with external sadness. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, forged in Okara. When <laughs> I don't know what that, that means. What the fuck does that fucking mean, people? Indeed. Uh, but we go to uh, Western Egypt in the Libyan desert, uh, the Temple of the Horsemen. And we get uh, Apocalypse walking up to the temple, Gorgon just chilling, you know. He's like, I'm going yeah, to be- wait out. I'm way out here. I got this. This issue that they mentioned his swords, and technically this is his issue too, but. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. He went there for no reason. Like he just came there so he could stand out. And he'd be like, "Oh, don't forget, I'm one of the people." Remember? Yeah. They don't really know how to write. Well, I mean, technically, he is the remember the the security guard for. He's the security guard oh, for them too. Oh, you're right. He is the security guard for council members. That's true. Yeah. But so, I mean, it's apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still, yeah, you don't need this. Uh, he doesn't need whatever. Unless he's gonna go charging back into that gate to get stabbed in the chest again, like a jackass. I guess. I think Gorg will be fine, but yeah, this is the only role he really gets in the whole issue. It's just kind of a bummer. Yeah. And why do they even fly out there? They couldn't have teleported. They don't have like nine people around them that can teleport. Magic's still there. She's one of the people. Like, hey, man, just take me to Egypt real quick. Well, You're just in, standing here. It was in the Libyan desert, so maybe they were like, we only got it in freaking like Egypt. Like, 
that's like a 30 minute drive. Let's just go fly out there. So maybe they teleported to Egypt and then flew, flew like a five, five minute ride because they're fucking. Or just like pressuring them. They're like, dude, I retrofitted all the aircrafts that we have. Like, I want to test out this. Just take it for a second. Like, I'm going to take it, but I'm putting. I'm doing R&D here, all right? I'm putting three (laughs) portals in to never deal with this again after i'm planting (laughs) planting three flowers i'm planting a flower every 10 minutes just to deal with you i would just start throwing them everywhere just like like a fucking outhouse and shit yeah (laughs) fuck yeah oh my goodness um but yeah he walks into the temple he takes a moment to look at himself and ponder and then he fucking wrecks all the four horsemen's uh sarcophagi yeah um and finds the sword and hilt um and uh, and the second part to the sword because it's two blades that are fused into one yeah two blades fused into one and he uh puts it together rocking that awesome scarab looking sword that is a pretty badass sword I do dig the look of those type so what, of swords. What, what type of sword would that be considered, though? Because I get a scimitar vibe. Scimitar. Or, I was going to say like a really modified big. scimitar, I guess. So I would say it's closer to a falchion. But it's going it's kind of falchion? off of a scimitar kind of bend. So I don't know. Because a falchion's like an oversized scimitar. But well, a falchion have... looks like a sword with like a bottle cap at the end. <laughs> Right? It does? Wow. right, isn't that what a that's what a falchion is? It looks like a sword, but like at the end, it like hooks and curves a little bit outward. Uh, no, it's supposed Whereas... to curve, kind of like how a scimitar does, but not really as, uh, much of a bend. I'm getting more of a huh. The Google results are giving me something different. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh. Yeah, but it's it's a weird like it's definitely giving off those like Egyptian like weird like vibes, right? Yes, other, very much. What other Egyptian weapons are there besides the scimitar and uh, is the scimitar even a kukri? What could be considered Egyptian based off of like the demographic of the area of people who traveled through? Not Egyptian in origin, but commonplace in Egypt yeah. at some point or another. Yeah, scimitar was just Eastern in origin, too. I don't think that's Egyptian. Um, uh, at some point it did, because... Arabic. Uh, it's more Arabian. Arabic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I imagine because a lot of the travel around that time, that there probably was a lot of cross-trade with weapons. If you in, that are listening have any Egyptian or Eastern uh, weaponry knowledge, please let us know. Yeah, tell us that that's a, a real what fucking fuck sword. That? that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I want to know myself. Um, but yeah, he rocks out with the sword as the fucking. Uh, did he like explode it or did he punch it or what happened? But it's falling down as he walks the away. The pyramid is collapsing. <laughs> um, yeah, he walks away and uh, we get Gordon just smiling and he's just like, yeah, it looks sharp. And he's just like, it is. Time's. Now watch me as I wield it, and they fly off into the sunset. I picture Apocalypse in the hole, just like swinging the sword around. Like, yeah, yeah. See, wielding it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "You look cool, Apocalypse." He's like, "Don't I? Thanks." <laughs> Gorgon's like, "I don't think he realizes I'm blind." <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Wait, right? how am I flying this plane anyway?" <laughs> right? Oh. 
He's just trying to listen, really. Like, he's like, stop making noise. I guess make sure we're not going to creep into anything. Uh, but that'll do it for us this week. Um, next week we go into stasis. We're done collecting. It's time to battle. Um, you A ready? Battle! battle! <laughs> um, we're like pretty much half behind, right? Destruction was just released, uh, and we're about halfway through, so we're we'll catch up. Never. Just accept. Well, just accept this. Out, no, yeah. Just accept this life. You're. Li- we're a little bit behind. We're just we'll a little bit behind. We say, "Fuck it, we're done." <laughs> yeah, that's when we catch uh, up because I'm we... officially caught up because I ain't doing any more of this shit. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? Um. Well, what do you think? What do you think? But let's uh, just not even talk about Excalibur. What do you think of this? Well, issue? I've said my piece with Excalibur. I want that Jamie spinoff, but I'm never gonna get it with this. This was good, except for the parts where they got a little heavy-handed on the retconning of Apocalypse. That, I feel like, didn't make the overall story better. It just made it feel overall convoluted and messy. Unless, but then I started thinking to myself, like, okay, well, what if this plays into Moira's lives, and if one of her lives was tied to that story differently, and that this is a whole new life, and maybe they'll kill her and this will reset and then in the next life that won't be relevant i don't know that's what i always assumed is that you could always kill her and you know make this kind of uh a different thing a different but i mean is every timeline inherent to the fact that apocalypse comes from this alternate reality nexus that is tied to his wife and kids like is that always is there always an Araco? No matter what, because I mean, think about it. They're not a part of the main continuity. No, they're a part of. I'm sure there's a world. Their world. alternate universe. There's probably a, a universe where there's just a Krakoa, and it's. Still... I mean, everything's interdimensional, so that's fine. But does that mean that the other dimensions in an alternate reality are the same? Like I don't. It starts to get really confusing. It's a, not necessarily yeah. confusing, but it's like kind of a, like just frustrating. <laughs> it becomes frustrating where you're like, ah. Because they want to lean on old stuff, but then they don't. It's like they have one foot in in the water and one foot out, and they can't decide if they're like, okay, the incursion, all the realities are gone. Oh, but some of them survived. Oh, and then we're going to pull lore from some of this older stuff. Oh, but then we're going to retcon this older stuff, so we really didn't even need to pull from it. We could have just been original, but no, people don't want original. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, this, this is a Hickman joint. Like this is probably one of the weaker Hickman, Hickman joints. Yeah. Issues. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Bullshit. I agree. I agree. I don't know how to feel yet. I still don't know how to feel about this, and and if this is a good move, because again, this is we were always led to believe that apocalypse was raised a certain way and that is how he believed in this idea of survival yeah. of the fittest. It's, this, it's this old nomadic tribe survivalist instinct like that was an ancient form of civilization rubbed off onto apocalypse that carried on over you know thousands upon thousands of years because he is immortal so it 
fits and it makes sense, as absurd as it may be in the end of the day, in the natural progression, that works. When you turn it into, oh, this lady that he loved told him to do it, to prep for this incursion the entire time, it really shapes Apocalypse way differently. You, you look back on all those old stories, you go, oh, well, these are kind of weird now. And Apocalypse technically was never a bad guy, even though obviously his extremism does make him a bad guy. To the X-Men, like, oh, we have to work alongside the humans. We have to make a peace. This is Xavier's dream. Apocalypse stands in exact contrast to that. And that's what's great about that, because of his beliefs. Mm -hmm. When he turns into, he's just a fucking messenger boy. It's like, yeah, you water down Apocalypse right away. It's it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate a little bit, because it's all motivated by love. At the end of the day, uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, like decades long, Ooh. like just this, like pining to be with his wife, make her proud. So it's like, I gotta, I gotta do right by her. He's so motivated like, okay. by an erection. Fuck, the greatest he being all, of all time. He did all that weird shit to like Angel for this, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, Jesus! Like, uh, it just feels like everyone's so disconnected, and I mean, with all the weird captain britain stuff before like we were talking about with hickman's original take on that and a lot of the original stuff that was flushed out in in some of the other eras mm-hmm. this all just does not fit well it feels very forced it does it, yeah it, it wasn't does. like an orchid it's like when they retcon franklin again it's like none of this fits it just seems like you guys want to take what already exists and change it more radically than you want to figure out how to write original content on its own mm-hmm. like yeah yeah you can't just write new stuff why don't you just write new stuff like the framework that apocalypse was in was fine this being and those being his children are fine and that like okay his wife got corrupted and turned evil is fine but then you've reworked the entire mantra of what made apocalypse apocalypse into like oh someone you know just said like hey do this because of this one thing that needs this plot device that's going to come up in like x amount of years and then everything will be fine, and that becomes who Apocalypse is in his entirety. Like that's so weak, it's so hollow. It is, and I'm. It leaves me not feeling comfortable. Every timeline iteration of Apocalypse Now has that in the background, where you're just like, "What?" Hmm. Boners. I mean, think of House of M apocalypse Ooh. think of fucking like the more weirder like alternate reality timeline takes on apocalypse that where he's just like off the rails and that kind of shit it's like where was that there? how could you infer that like i feel like this kind of retcon was just as bad as them making like bobby out to be gay the whole time like that was just it just didn't fit it's just like well look he was faking it the whole time it's like yeah but he had like a serious relationship multiple times you like, don't understand. He didn't give himself time to understand his sexuality because he was but working why on would Bobby X-Men. in his internal monologues talk about <laughs> no. how much he loves? Like when he's not. Yeah, the like, internal monologues and like, oh, I love and like, and he's, and he's like, I just want to fucking suck that cock. How pretty Jean is or like how hot Lorna is and how he wishes he was more mature to like all the girls would like. <laughs> Uh, why did apocalypse at one moment stop and say everybody hold on all right i know like you guys fight me all the time but you gotta understand i'm trying to save the world 
not because of survival of the fittest or any of that shit. I literally need a good army to withstand this demonic horde that's going to pour into us. And then maybe the community as a large would be like, oh, shit. Okay, well, let's talk. <laughs> Fuck you, Charles. Let's fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my boner will rule all. Um, one thing I did love and I didn't mention when uh, we were talking about it uh, or when we brought it up is uh, page 12. I just loved that... Uh, I guess you could call this their council scene, but it has both Arako and Oak and uh, Krakoa in the background chilling. I thought that was pretty cool. In in uh, this X issue? Yeah, page twelve. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I see exactly what you're talking about. Oh, that actually. Yeah, I didn't notice. <laughs> it looks like a. Chilling. You could recognize Krakoa by like the the shade of the bark and like the face yeah and then Arako has like that longer face that goes mm-hmm. on yeah and pretty cool too. i dig it and we'll see more yeah. of Arako in stasis the next issue as well as their version of douglas which would be which will be interesting oh yeah that uh like dryad like tree nymph kind of looking lady yes exactly um so it should be fun and we'll learn more of the uh rivals the uh the uh, the iraqan iraqan uh i guess swordsmen we'll learn more about them in the next issue of stasis uh yeah stasis yeah, Swords. stasis um should be fun folks um but until then and by fun i mean you know as good as Marvel will make it for what we like. I mean, you guys seem to like it. We're just the one. We're the ones that are not liking it. Like <laughs> Pots of X and Powers of X were good issues. Like really good. They were good. They were great. Want to read more? Give me hope these, in life. These are acceptable. These are like C plus. Mm-hmm. Like Sword of X, I would say is a C plus compared to the A that House of Powers were. Yeah, yeah, but that's that. and that is still leaps and bounds over what I would consider the F minus Excalibur is, and Marauders and <laughs> God fucking X Factor, Jesus Christ! Ooh. My stomach started hurting when I said X Factor out loud. Almost wanted to shit myself out of protest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it really digs deep in me that that just the design, Everything. the character choices, like it's that. bad. Everything about it, really. It's like they're doing it on purpose, I feel. And, like, Adam X is back. You guys want to hear about Adam X? And I'm like, no. Oh, no. no, that was the shit that killed X-Men Comics in the 90s. Let's not focus on that. And they're like, well, you clearly aren't an X-Factor fan. I'm like, this is the version of X-Factor you're taking? Like, there's so many iterations you can put from. But no, they were like, we're going to give you the worst. And it seems like that stuff might be around after this is over. So we'll see how far we can go with this. We'll see how that turns out. It's going to be a weird ride, a weird rain, I guess. Oh, don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) X of rain. (laughs) Ten of rain. Ten of rain. Oh, no. I said too Uh, much. I said too uh, much. Uh, But that'll do it for us this week, folks. Remember, remember, 
the robots will kill you. So if you can get get Sinister's cape, because that just makes you look like ten times better. Apparently, everybody needs a, cape, a sinister cape. Everybody needs a sinister cape, folks. Mm-hmm.